Hey, this is Todd Haynes, the director. Tune into Film Wax Radio with Adam Shartoff. Well, hey, everybody, it's Adam Shartoff, your host of Film Wax Radio. It is Friday, July 10th, 2020. This is episode 624 of the podcast. I am uh, very proud to welcome the mother and son team, I guess you could call them, Robert Schwartzman and Talia Shire. I was alerted to the fact that uh, Robert has a, a distribution company called Utopia, and um, they decided to to put out a film that Robert's dad and Talia's former husband produced some years ago in 1986 during the uh, the rise of the BMX bike craze, uh, and it's this you know it's like the ultimate 80s movie. You know, it's right up there with, like, The Goonies and Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and you name it, it's a real 80s movie. And the movie stars a young kid named Bill Allen, but he plays a BMX enthusiast. His mom is played by Talia. And we were able to get on Robert and Talia on this podcast, so that's what you're going to hear in a minute. Rad is now available as of today, Friday, July 10th, on demand. And it will be available on Friday, July 24th, on Blu-ray. It was directed back in the day by Hal Needham, who is, of course, uh, Burt Reynolds' buddy, his uh, stuntman and friend. Hal directed this film. And then and then after that segment, we're going to have on a young filmmaker named Ben Garshar, who uh, made a, a short film that was brought to my attention. And uh, we spoke on Zoom a few weeks ago, and you're going to hear that as well. Utopia Distribution, again, was co-founded by Robert Schwartzman and uh, will be releasing the cult hit film Rad for the first time on DVD and on demand the summer of the film, which is presented by Robert's father, Jack Schwartzman, and Schwartzman Pictures Incorporated stars Bill Allen, Talia Shire, Bart Connor, Jack Weston, and Ray Walston. Originally released in 1986 during the rise of the BMX bike craze, the powerful piece of pop culture nostalgia is finally coming to disc, newly restored in 4K from its original negative and photochem. The film follows Crew Jones, a small-town kid determined to win an infamous BMX race set on a nearly impossible course known as Hell Track. A sleeper hit upon its initial release, Rat has become one of the iconic cult films of the 1980s, and amongst BMX professionals, spawning fan clubs and repertory film screenings for decades. Well, you know, Robert was born into a very famous uh, Hollywood family. So obviously, in addition to being Talia's and Jack Schwartzman's son, he's also the nephew of Francis Ford Coppola, cousin to Nicolas Cage and Sofia Coppola, and cousin-in-law to Spike Jones. Robert is uh, doing his bit. He directed a uh, a movie called Dreamland a few years ago, which was in Tribeca. I caught it up with it there. He's since directed a movie called The Unicorn, which I recommend. It's really entertaining and can be found on Hulu at the moment, if you have that. What can you say about Talia Shire, one of the iconic actors from the 70s and 80s and continues to work to this day? Talia, my goodness, was, I guess, first hit the scene with an obscure film called The Godfather back in 1972, uh, where she played Connie, married to Sonny, played by, of course, James Caan. You remember. She returned in The Godfather 2 a couple of years later. And then uh, a few years after that, was uh, cast in another little movie called Rocky, which spawned, of course, for more sequels that she would star in. But you can uh, see she's been working right up to this day. And um, this movie, though, of course, came out some years back, and it's called Rad, and it's a lot of fun. And if you're a BMX in person and you haven't seen it yet, well, this is your opportunity to see it. So we're going to go right now into my conversation with 
filmmaker, actor Robert Schwartzman, and his mother, actor Talia Shire, here on Film Wax Radio. His name is Crew. Ain't it looking? BMX is his world. Rad is his way of life. The world would be a lot better off without kids. We're here for the biggest and most important bicycle motocross event ever held, Hell Track. This is a very important race. The very finest riders in the country are here riding for some $100,000. Hell Track in this town. They've got to be kidding. This is a joke. I really think I can get this one. I think I've got a chance. I don't want to hear any more about it. Everyone's on his case. Get that. The paperboy thinks he's a pro. He's nothing next to Bart Taylor. He's got the style. There's something about the way you ride so naturally. And he's going to prove it. I've never seen such raw determination and talent in one kid. Against the factory hotshots. Looks like the local yokel's gonna race after all. It's gonna take a miracle to beat this guy. Against the big money fixers. All you have to do is take out that kid. Against impossible odds. You're scared now? This guy doesn't even stand a chance. Yeah, I am. He's going for it all. Rad. Hello? Hi, Robert. Hey. Can you hear me? Yeah. There we go. Sorry about that. I'm just someone's leaving, uh, just wrapping something here. Another um, call. Can you can you hear me? Okay. I can hear you. Do you want to do you want to turn on video or is that not? Uh... Oh yeah, yeah. No, let me give me one second. I'm. Uh... Sure. No, no. Hey, Lee. Oh, Lee, is, is my mom joining? Yes, but she's gonna. We'll, we'll, we'll pretend she's zoom bombing us. So I thought that'd be funny. Like if I didn't. She's gonna. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, she's just finishing her call, so then she'll zoom bomb you. Okay, I love a zoom bomb. Give me one second. One second. Yeah. Hold on a second. No, 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 the other. Hold on. So, oh my goodness. Yeah. All right. Should I wear my mask? There's some. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. You can't be too safe. I got to be careful with you guys. I, I got to wear a mask. Well, you don't want to be the first Zoom case in uh, the Zoom first Zoom Corona case. I know it'd be a problem. Right. That's like the last whiff of hope if we get it through Zoom, because that's all we yeah. got. Yeah. Absolutely. How are you? Man? Wait, are you? Am I coming in all choppy, or am I okay? A little bit, but barely. I wouldn't worry about it. I wouldn't worry about it. Maybe it as, as hairy as I am. Well, I just took a shower because I was outside and it was like 90. Let me, can, you, can I try, hold on one second. It is kind of choppy for me. Give me one second. Let me do one thing. I'm just going to see. Well, I appreciate it. i make it a better experience. Try talking to me now. Okay. How's this? Any better? You know what? It is better. Yeah, no, it, you're right. It's way better. It is. It's not stop, it's it's not stop. motion. I'm glad I tried that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, now you're, okay. So, uh, you're, you know, it's funny. What, what year did Dreamland come out? Dreamland came out in 2016. It was at Tribeca in 2016. Oh, it came out later that year. I saw yeah. it at Tribeca, and it was, the plan was supposed to be to get you on I guess the podcast, because I've been doing it since really long, long time. Oh, um, amazing. I am a pioneer, they tell me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No, yeah, no, you, it's good to be early in the process. I mean, now. Yeah, early if not, you know, popular, I suppose. Uh, but anyway, uh, so I'm glad finally for the opportunity to talk to you about this and about your dad. Thank you. Your dad's film, Rad, which. Thank you. I've come up, you might be a too young to uh, have been remember it very much. Well, were you even alive when that came out, Red? Yeah, I was actually, well, I mean, I was so young. So, you know, my mom, can, she, she tells me I was like on set as a three-year-old kid, but I was, I was around four years old when it came out. Wow. So I was not, I was not the demo, but uh, I was around. I just wasn't riding a bike like those guys were. 
Well, no, I imagine, yeah, maybe if it was like tricycles doing, you know, the, if you were, I was with training wheels. I yeah, was the guy on training wheels on Hell Track. No, I, right. I, you know what? I, I had older siblings. I'm the youngest in my family, so my older, you know, when you when you're the youngest, you have older siblings. You look up to them, and right. whatever they like, you like. So they would ride bikes in our yard and watch movies that were, you know, I shouldn't, have, you know, have been there. I was too young to even see, but Rad was on all the time. We had a lot of. There's so many pieces of that movie that are just a part of my childhood that I, you know, it's just, there's a visual and emotional connection to it. I bet. Yeah. Well, one of your siblings was on this podcast, but uh, that was a while ago. Yeah. Who's that? Jason. Is that his name? Yeah. Jason. Of course. Yes. Oh, that guy. It was so nice. Oh yeah. But uh, it was, yeah, he's the best. Yeah, it was, it was an unusual, it was one of, I, I, are you familiar, I know you're not in New York, but are you familiar with the Rooftop Films? Yeah, of course. I know, I know those guys, yeah. Yeah, so they're friends, and uh, they used to host this, or this show used to be on their website, and uh, so I had to. Oh, cool, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'll just say that um, it, they were showing, um, which film was it? Uh, it was, oh, uh, Son of a Bitch. The, it was, uh, oh, it's not neither here nor there. It was. I'm blanking on his name for some reason. The director. Listen up, Philip, or one of those movies. Oh no, it wasn't Alex Ross Perry. He, he's I know him too. But it was a, another guy from uh, from who's down in Austin, and I'm just it's terribly embarrassing. Oh, know. it was it was Seven Chinese Brothers. That's it was right. yeah, yeah, yeah. And Olympia Dukakis. Yeah, so it was, it was fun. Mm -hmm. uh, it was fun circumstances, but anyway. But now I've got you on, and I'm thrilled about that. And to talk about thank you. Yeah, and to talk to meet you and and to talk about Rad and. Uh, now, you have this Utopia film, right? Yeah, Utopia. I st I, I'm a co-founder in a company called Utopia, and, and we do film distribution. Right. Um, we've been around for the last few years now. We've been, we've been able to work alongside great films and work alongside filmmakers who are, you know, releasing their films uh, at great festivals and celebrating these movies as best we can be, as supportive as we can be. What's well, one it's amazing. I mean, I feel like in making movies myself, I just, I wanted to put a company together that kind of provided distribution support in a way that I would want that, you know, like customize it in a way that I, like what would be my dream scenario? Yeah. So we've been able to create that. Um, and, uh, you know, we're working with awesome filmmakers who seem really pleased with the job we're doing. We have a really good team. Everybody comes from other well-established companies like The Orchard and- I know, I think you're referring to my friend, Danielle DiGiacomo. Of course. No, Danielle, our friend Danielle is the head of acquisitions and she's amazing. Like, it's been incredible. She yeah. acquired the rights to a movie I made called The Unicorn, which was, came a couple years ago, or last year came out. So The Unicorn- Did she do that was, at The Orchard or- yeah, the orchard. She was. It debuted at South by Southwest in 2018, and then they bought it there, and then we put it out last February. So that's how that's how Danielle and I really connected. And then um, she was happy. She was excited to hear about what Utopia was doing, and then it all stars aligned for us. Um, is this typical, or is this very exceptional that you would uh, distribute uh, or re yeah. re-release? Uh, re re-release. <laughs> Thank you. Wait a minute, I'm sorry, we're being interrupted. Let me just- Oh, no worries. Thanks, so. wait. Wait a minute. Uh, who is it? Wait, it's, I'm, I'm a little early, maybe. Oh. Although it says four participants here. Oh. We'll just keep going. Um, okay. <laughs> is it typical that you would do re-releases or is this the first time? I mean, obviously you have a, a very personal connection to RAD, but uh, have you, has Utopia, Distributed, or is, is this, or are they technically the distributor Distributor for this? Yeah, Utopia is a distributor. Um, yeah, the team, oh, is she coming in? I guess she tried. Oh, I'll tell her to try again. I wonder if you can try again. You can, yeah, you can just request. Okay, because uh, I, I don't know why I didn't see it, or maybe it just, the, Oh yeah, I know why. You have to have the, the, the sidebar view open where it shows you participants or else it doesn't notify you. Oh, 
it's it's happened to me if you if you're the host you have to like it's you have to open this like other window to see it i'm, I'm letting her in well i'm gonna we, grab i'm gonna grab a sparkle water give me one second i'm gonna oh, oh, wait for her to come in well she's here uh miss 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 uh miss shire is joining our conversation hi hi is it who's this Talia, but are, am i i'm seeing <laughs> Well, you're still invisible, so I think you have to just uh, enable. Uh, oh. Enable. You just have to enable your camera. And I, I hit. Oh no! Do I have to go back and get no, in again? No, no, it's on the bottom. Oh, wait a minute! Wait a minute! How about that? There That's you go. go. I can't believe I. There you go. Dalia. I, I, I just thought: Is does it? Has anybody ever, when you appear, has anybody ever in your entire past? Done an impression of Sylvester Stallone saying your name is, or am I the first one to think of this? You're I think it's, it happens. You're it the happens. first one. No, you're just, it's you, just you. You're the first. Well, thank you very much. You want to try it? <laughs> oh, right. Uh, no, I, the bar is too high. I don't think, I, I don't think it's. Oh, no, come on. I could do How it. Are you? Sorry? How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? You look great. Thank you. You're welcome. I was, uh, we started the conversation, I was saying that I, I was, uh, missed the opportunity to talk to your, to Robert, to your son Robert about uh, his earlier film, Dreamland, and, uh, and, then, and then somehow we missed uh, The Unicorn, but this is, this is kind of nice and fitting. It's a family affair. Yes, but you know what? The Unicorn is terrific. I'm going to tell you. Are you, you're in it too, I assume. You have a- I'm not in it. Not that one. I'm not, I'm not in it. But I mean, I'm a film lover. And Robert was able to tell a story that takes place, what, Robert, in 24 hours? Yeah, it's, it's right? one of those sort of all-nighter all movies. It all, it's sort of like adventure and babysitting kind of thing. You know. For hours. It's absolutely an incredible tale and brilliantly done. And you'll laugh. Well, Thank you. And I'm not in it, Robert. I'm sorry. Okay. It was an oversight uh, casting uh, flub, which yeah. okay. you know, I'm sure you'll recognize <laughs> next time around. Yes. Yeah, you'll you'll check it out, Tony. You could, if you if you if you watch movies on Hulu, you could stream it. Tonight. Oh yeah, and I do. It's, it's, it's wonderful. Thank you for that. Uh, yeah. a, a it's a shout out, unicorn shout out. Yeah, yeah. and it's completely unbiased. But I'll watch. Actually, yeah, it is. I don't know if you can see there are boxes here moving in the next few days, but oh wow! I'm gonna watch yeah. it. And I don't have to, yeah, I'll watch it this evening. That's not awesome. easy, not easy to do to pack up, is it? No, yeah. no, it's it's really stressful. Even though this is going the smoothest of any move I've had to do over the many decades, uh, I, this one is the smoothest. But anyway, um, I appreciate your isn't it tough to move? You're a very compassionate person, and uh, I appreciate that. <laughs> um, <laughs> How does it feel to see uh, Rad again, uh, Talia? Does it, um, do you have a lot of memories of it or are you, did it ref refresh your memory? Did you forget about being on the set of that film and being the, the uh, you know, the, I guess uh, you are the archetypal mom character in that movie, which you don't typically see of you in many movies. Yes, I'm the, the mother who says, you can't do that. You have to do your SATs. Do I mean I don't need? Gee, I, thank God we're getting rid of SATs. But um, I have to. It's a strange thing being in something so many years ago, and then watching it again with Robert, knowing that Robert was instrumental in letting it have its new life. Very, very meaningful for me. Very meaningful, that experience of watching Robert uh, work on giving life to his uh, father's movie. That, unfortunately, back then didn't, I don't know, it didn't click. And that was tough for us. It clicked. It clicked. Back then? Well, he's, doing some, 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 you're, you're, he's doing some managing about, uh, <laughs> on, or he was, well, he's walked now. I've had to walk off. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean. Oh, no, we, it was a hit among, it was a <laughs> Very popular. This was uh, right. BMX was an enormous thing for a number of years. My goodness, I don't remember. It is. I mean, it did click in terms of 
it has a pulse, it has a life force, it has a heartbeat. And that is, it's very gratifying when a movie still, that movie is incredibly alive and very meaningful, obviously, today to a lot of people. What I meant was, for all of us who distribute movies in theaters and the theatrical distribution experience, that was tough for myself and Jack, that we weren't able to, to give it its life back then in, that, in those circumstances. Do you remember how Hal Needham, who was, of course, primarily known as Burt Lancaster's drinking buddy, I mean his stuntman, Huh. Or both. Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds, what did I say? Lancaster. Burt Lancaster. Well, I... Burt Lancaster was, as you know, a great, did you know he came from the circus, was a great trapeze artist? I did not. Yeah, he was, and he was in The Greatest Show on Earth, right? You wouldn't be, yeah, you wouldn't be too far off. With... Well, you know, if Burt Reynolds had been. <laughs> he would have gone up on the high wire, too. You know, Hal Needham was a, a, a perfect casting for this piece because he, he, he's a, first of all, he's a lovely man. He understood the piece dramatically, but he made all those young writers feel very, very safe up there. What is it, on Hell Track, way up high up there? That was like, that was scary. And I remember that. I remember that. Hal was, was terrific. Robert said that he was only four, so I, I, don't know, I know he can't remember being upset too much. Maybe there is a black or moment for that. But do you remember how much your dad was involved uh, hands-on-wise during the production phase? I was, well, I, it's interesting. My, my relationship to Rad right now is an interesting one just because I'm, I'm learning the steps that were made to make that movie looking backwards. And I'm having to do my sort of forensic digging through and understanding things and it's an interesting thing because it's I mean I just I really do enjoy the process of you know how do you make a movie how do you put it out and learn characters and a subject matter that people love to watch and see and it pumps you up it gets you excited it makes you feel like you can do this as well that's one thing I mean musically too it's so 80s this movie so I think there's it just is, it is 80s. Like it's the walk, it's, there's so many things about it you just don't see in movies anymore. And I think it's fun to watch that. It takes people back to a time, you know, where they lived through those days. And also Rad is such, is so rich with a certain identity that, you know, it is timeless for people who've watched it even, even when they, sh if someone showed their kid, because we get a lot of messages that I just watched the movie for the first time with my son or my daughter and they love it. And actually, I did screen the movie recently for some family members who are like 10 years old, and they loved it, and they went riding their bike out. Oh, yeah. So it's like, it's just amazing to see that reaction, and I think it's, you know, BMX is, it's, it's amazing to watch the stunts. How neat, you know, how neat him's a stuntman, right? He came from that world, so he was able to capture stunt work that other filmmakers probably couldn't do in a way that felt authentic and exciting. So I think that Rad does a great job of representing BMX in that time period. And now it's an Olympic sport, Olympic sport. which was postponed until next year. But, you know, it's exciting. Hopefully we'll do more and more with Rad. We want to do a theatrical release next year in the spring. We have, you know, it's hitting video on demand July 10th. And then we have iTunes and Amazon, all that stuff, July 24th. The rollout is happening. So I'm, I'm hoping that even beyond that, you know, people will be back in the theaters next year to see the movie when it's appropriate to see it and go out again. So anyway. Well, you do a great job of talking about the film. So you're a great uh, enthusiast and cheerleader for the film. So well done, you know. Thank you. But, but don't you agree, it does have a power. I mean, a yeah, absolutely. is empowered. For some reason, when I saw that movie again, Robert, I don't know about 80s music. I, I don't know the difference between it. I mean, I just, I was thrilled because there was an innocence and a, and a moral core to the movie. And Hal got that. You know, he didn't, he didn't exploit it. It kind of was able to maintain an innocence. And I think that's what gives it its life force today. In, 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 pre in preparing this movie for this release and redo uh, scanning it and cleaning it and coloring every shot and all the things that go into it that, every, that maybe people know about, it's, I've seen this movie now so many times, which is literally like what any filmmaker does when they're watching their own movie in the edit. So 
I'm not the director of it. I'm not a producer on it. I, I'm at this point where I get to help get this movie out again and carry the ball forward, you know, now. But I've been close to it. It like somebody who had to sort of be there back then and I feel a connection to this movie more than ever. So anyway, I, I think it holds up. It plays really well. I'm so excited for people to watch it and it's going to be awesome to, to share it. Well, I'll, I'll let everybody know how to see it during the intro. Amazing. My intro Thank you. Exactly how to find it and I'll help, uh, help as much as I can. Um, and Thank I'll, you. You're welcome. My pleasure. Thank you. And, and it's my pleasure also tonight I'll watch um, The Unicorn and I've been uh, yes. delinquent in watching that so I have to catch up with that. And Thank you. Thank and you. I, as, and I finally caught up with Windows but that's another Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Oh my Lord. Oh boy. Okay. It's another podcast. It's a whole other conversation. Well, I was glad to, to watch it. Thank you both so much. And, and uh, thank you. Good luck with releasing the, uh, the film. Uh, and uh, I hope to run into either of you, both of you again soon. And good luck with wherever it is you're going with those boxes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just upstate a little bit, getting out of the, out of the uh, epicenter, one of the epicenters. Oh, the epicenter. Comes an epicenter again. I'm kind of being a little bit, a little bit early on. Be a uh, safe, safe move, safe travels. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you. Thank Take you. Care. Talk to you next time. Okay. Bye. 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 Take care. Of oh, we're still here, you and I. <laughs> well, it's, I. You know what bothers me? I don't know how to get off the. I don't know how to work anything. Well, I I <laughs> I'm stranded at the existential bus stop here. Well, actually, while I have you, maybe just it'll only take a second. But maybe you know, maybe you could do one of those uh, IDs. I was thinking about it, but it really was felt it would interrupt the flow. But I was going to ask. You know, I, I have some people say this is so and so, and you're listening to. Adam's podcast, you know, my podcast that... Uh, I just say, you're listening to Adam. I don't have well, to do you, your last name. No, no, you should do the name of the show if you don't mind. I, I'll just... Film Wax Radio? Well, that's it. Yeah, it's right there. Yeah. Uh, you're listening to Film Wax Radio. Right. But you, you have to say who you are first. Oh. And that's, then I, Adam, I, I, that's hard for me. I'm okay. directing you. Okay. Director, so. <laughs> Hello, my name is Talia Shire, and you're listening to Film Wax Radio. Thank you very much. That was very nice of you. Uh, yeah, because at some point I noticed that I, maybe with one of the interruptions, the recording got cut off. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll make it work. I'll patch it together. But we might have lost some of our brilliant. But but Adam, how do I leave your show? <laughs> <laughs> you what don't. Is it I do to leave. Don't. Right? That's the problem. You're stuck in this nightmare. Uh, okay. I think yeah. when I I can end it for you, and I will take you out of your misery. I promise. No, no misery. I've enjoyed this. Oh, and, and Windows was an was a interesting tale. <laughs> you got to say something. So we'll cut, well, if, you're, if you really want to get off, I am not going to keep you. But if you want to mention it since I'm talking to you, it's funny because I just, I don't know how it slipped through my, my awareness um, because I, you know, th thought I'd seen every, just about everything. Um, and I certainly grew up during that time period and I was watching uh, you know, all, all those films, um, and that seemed to be right up there with it, but... Windows? Yeah. Windows was supposed to be the first transsexual thriller, but when I got to New York, they had changed uh, Elizabeth's character, but that's not what, what, it, what it was to begin with. So, anyway. I was thinking, you know, when I was, when I was watching it, how it seemed very influenced by, like, Brian De Palma, and his themes that he was caught up with, yes. and mm -hmm. to some degree, Francis, you know, and... Uh, it's very hard to do a, a, a thriller. I mean, a thriller has a rhythm, it's very difficult, but this was a transsexual person, and, and they, uh, that, that's not what happened when I got there. They changed it, so, good okay. So. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, but anyway, I, I, I thank you for having me and Robert and uh, being, I know, a fan of, of Red. Yeah, no, I'm happy to support that. I, I love the whole history of the film and uh, I love it when uh, these curiosities are found and brought back, you know. And, and, and have a life force. See, that's the interesting thing because I'm a film lover. So 
why is that film still alive? Why is the Red Shoes, you know, it's my favorite film, still alive? Because it is. So Rat has a, a life force, and I appreciate that you're uh, enthusiastic. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. All right. Well, have a good. Uh, Thank you, Adam. Good evening. Okay. And, uh, I hate to say goodbye, but this is it. When I end, I end it. It'll be over. You don't have to worry about. How doing do it. I do it? Do I turn? I'm going to do it. So it'll be. I'll, I'll hit the end button, and you'll be off the hook. Okay. <laughs> off the hook. I enjoyed this a lot. Me too. It was really nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. Go to Vimeo and search under the name Ben Garshar, G-A-R-C-H-A-R, and you can find the short film called Neighborhood. I saw it and was pretty impressed and invited the filmmaker on to the show. And uh, here it is, my conversation with young filmmaker Ben Garshar here on Film Wax Radio. to work um but then I, when you can hit record on your zoom uh no it just sort of you turn it on um and it right. runs through the usb yeah. just sort of like yeah. if you were to plug in a, a mic well did you use just the built-in or did you use a plug-in mic into the zoom uh, i had a plug-in mic into into the zoom yeah okay because I did that and I just didn't couldn't hear a difference. Maybe I was doing something wrong. Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, it, it's so hard to tell whatever processing the Mac does. That, yeah, because it was the the YouTube demo you sh you sent me the little uh, tutorial. It, it was showing all the you know the options on the Zoom itself, which was helpful, but it didn't show the person hooking it right, all up. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I got to play with it a little bit more, but I, I definitely want to do that because it will be as long as we're both doing the same thing. It's it's okay. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking too. It's it's better to uh, for them to match rather than yeah. one be kind of good and yeah. one be kind of bad. And, yeah, and I'm I'm happy with the even the with the worst of the recordings I'm getting out of all this stuff. The remote recording, it's still better than. A lot, you know, it's like, it's just a lot better than other. Right, worse right, 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 right. And, it, you know, it's and like it, quarantine style. Every Everything coming out yeah. of this. Right. People's <laughs> expectations are slightly lowered as far as audio quality around these right. things. But it's still damn good. I mean, it's as long as it, everybody can hear everything we're saying and it's not some sort of, you know, I've had some really bad experiences trying to make things work, like putting my mic to my speakerphone. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is the worst because it's just, you never know what you're right. going to get. <laughs> but sometimes my only option is sometimes I've been running around and I, I can only get this, you know, well-known or celebrity type of guest and, you know, they're not going to sit down and start working on the tech. Right, 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 right. <laughs> it's the worst. So anyway, but nice to meet you. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, your last name is pronounced Garcher? How do you pronounce uh, it? Garchar, yeah. Sort of Garchar. You're emphasizing both syllables, so one is not emphasized. Like, Shartoff is mine. So I, but I don't say Shartoff. Right. Uh, where I pronounce, but you say Garchar. It almost sounds like both of the syllables are emphasized at the same. I guess so. Yeah, Garchar. Garchar. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> you never thought about it. Close enough. Is that is that a French name? What is that? Uh, it is a Slovak last name. Slovak. Yeah. So oh. I'm half Slovak, half Italian. The name is oh, nice. from uh, Slovak side, dad's side. It's probably shortened. Maybe. Yeah, I believe when they came over, it was like G-A-R-C with some sort of accent. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which produced the C-H. So then it just got kind of switched over. Gotcha. Well, it's nice to meet you. Yeah, likewise. Um, how, how, are, how, how are things? Uh, it, it's weird. It's like, you know, we're in the seventh, I guess, week or heading towards the end of the seventh mm-hmm. week now in uh, quarantine, isolation, shelter, whatever you want to call it. And um, it, it feels normal now. So it does, which is weird. I don't right? remember what life was like before. Right, this. right, right. Yeah. Right. Except there was a lot of anxiety and agitation. And maybe because I'm working and I, I'm lucky, I, I totally, totally, you know, appreciate that I have work right mm-hmm. now and income, which not, you know, is not the case with everybody. And so I feel a little bit like a jerk, just humble bragging about it. But I, I, I do have these circumstances where right now, I don't know what it's going to be like in six months, everybody else is struggling. But uh, right now I'm okay for the moment. It's not going to last forever. But, you know, and um, for me on some level, not having to get on the subway and going, running around like a crazy person all the time, right. it's really been helpful in that. Right, way. right, right. Yeah, I, I feel lucky to work primarily in post. You know, I have plenty of friends who do like oh, shooting okay. or whatever, but you know, I've been able to get small jobs here and there that I can yeah. just do from home, which is which is really helpful. But if nobody's doing production now, it's in a certain amount of time, there won't be any post. Sure. Right? Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's all all very big, all very big question marks. Um, I like I like very much your the sort of musing you did on all of this in the in the last podcast too. Sort of up top, that was pretty pretty insightful. Oh, which one? What what did I do? If it's insightful, I want to hear all about it because I'm. <laughs> uh, that's not the typical. the last podcast. You just sort of opened up with your kind of thoughts and feelings oh. of, you know, the 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 weird the weird time. Which yeah, I, I appreciate it. I'm glad. Thank mm-hmm. you. So you sh- you shot neighborhood. Um. So let's see. I think we started. Um. The first shoot was like the end of July in 2016, okay. I believe. Oh. And then sort of just not a constant for two and a half years, but we sort of, sure. you know, went back every few months and, and started gathering stuff. You go through, did you, then when did you finish it? Uh, finished it in earnest, I think, um, February 2019, I believe is when okay. we finished okay. the color correct. Okay. So, did you then? I don't know. Even I don't think I discussed this with you. Did it go into any festivals? Uh, it did. It did premiere at BAM. Um, oh, last right. summer, right? Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Thank you for refreshing. No, me. no problem. I know. That I'm just testing to make sure you. you Good. Know, <laughs> um, I'm glad you did. Actually, well, I'm glad. I'm so glad then, because you know, although I'm kind of curious to know what filmmakers are going through now you know it's like i actually was just weeks away from shooting a short my first ever oh very cool very cool yeah well and i all i had to really do was i had a month right and all i really had to do i mean the majority of what i had to do was raise some Mm -hmm. money so i I had a shot of video a kind of funny video for you know uh for the fundraiser video but you know the last thing i can do now is go on (laughs) do a uh, some sort of fundraiser, kick, you know, right. crowdsource. Right, right, that would right. Be, that's like even tackier than the humble brand. <laughs> how I have no stress about money or worry. Work uh, uh-huh. like uh, I, I've got so much work going on, folks, and I have so I have income, and I'm just like enjoying the break. And by the way, if you if I know you might be uh, you know a bit stressed out about work and money, but if you don't mind kicking into my little. Uh, Right, it. right, 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 right. Yeah. If you really care about the arts, you'll right, do it. right, right. Very, you'll figure that out. Very tricky balance so, trying to trying to navigate that. Yeah. No, there's no way to do it. Um, um there's a couple of people I know already had campaigns um started, 
So that's 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 acceptable. Right, 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 right. And yeah. I think, and I'm not talking no, it's, to start it's, it's it's strange for sure. I mean, I was I was messing around with revisiting an older project um, that I was going to kind of re-edit in a, in a different way because I wasn't fully satisfied with the first version. But now it's sort of mm-hmm. like I don't even know where I would submit it to. I just have to, you know, hold on to it and and see how Are I you feel. You, oh, this is a separate, separate, project. yeah, different, different. Project. Okay, yeah, very yeah. good. Because uh, we've well, had your premiere, my goodness. No, no, no. This uh, one is done for sure. <laughs> uh, um, well, yeah, I think, and I, I'm just to finish my thought. I, I think I mentioned this already, but I think like Kickstarter in particular, because you know, it's an all or nothing. So it's an all or nothing fundraising uh, situation, and I think that. I'm, I, I'm not telling them how to do their business. I have friends who work there, and I, I think they do. They're a wonderful company. But it, maybe they should make an exception just during this pandemic, like if you're doing Kickstarter. Maybe, but it's but, a good point. Yeah, that's a very good point. And then there's one other. What is it? I think it's uh, the um, Seed and Spark, right? Which was I was going to use this time around actually because you know they're they're also the founder is somebody I know, and, and they I think you have to raise. I could be wrong, though. I may be speaking it wrong, incorrectly. But there's one of them, if not Seenspark, where you have to raise 70% or something okay. like that. Okay, yeah. But anyway, you had your premiere with, with Neighborhood. We're going to talk about the short you, at BAM Cinema Fest that you just mentioned, which is one of my favorite Yeah, festivals. which sadly is not happening this year, along with right. many other was, things. Uh, it's uh, hard to digest, yeah. It is. It's, it was kind of crushing. I, you know, always look forward to uh, that series i guess and uh, so many others that uh, yeah. you know just not happening it's just yeah yeah and you you, you you you're associated with rooftop i have they haven't had an official what um notice of whether it's happening or, or not i've been Good looking question. i'm going to reach out you know i don't really actually have much of a relationship right now mm-hmm. with them but i'm i'm very friendly with uh dan nuxel right who is, right right who is um you know the director and um, I should I should actually invite him on. He's done this podcast many times over the years, and um, I do want to know what they're planning. They have an advantage. They're out. True. Yeah, they could kind of spread they, out and yeah. find a big yeah. place and put chairs every yeah. every ten feet or something. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And and the submission, you know, it's cheaper. He doesn't have to. I mean, he, I'm sure he went to Sundance this year, but he does. He obviously there was not much else after Sundance, but um, or since. I mean, obviously, submissions are are, are a big mm-hmm. part of. Uh, I was on their screening committee anyway right, right. for reviewers, so you know they can do everything else, and then they can, yeah, they could do events this summer if there's a quasi opening. Right. So because they do things outside, I imagine they just have to uh, probably keep. I'm assuming social distancing will still be um, in practice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the tricky thing. So I don't know. Yeah, sure. sort of regulating it once it's all kind of set up and ready to go. Yeah, it's just tricky. It's just tricky because people still tend to crowd. Right. And I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I have to talk to find out what they're doing. I think he posted something recently. I just didn't have the moment. I just for, didn't quite uh, digest right, it. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Human um, nature, I think, you know, especially after all this, we're going to want to kind of get closer as soon as we are able yeah. to kind of like be out and, and about. Yeah. Where are you at the moment? Uh, I am in Bushwick. Yeah. In Bushwick. Oh, you are. Okay. So you're just down. Okay. Pretty close to where me. I, I'm actually in Queens, but I'm not that far from Bushwick, given that Bushwick is sort of north. You're, you're, are you uh, alone or are you, do you, are you sharing a space or? Yeah. So also sort of strangely and luckily I just moved to a new apartment about a month before everything shut down. Um, yeah. I could have very easily, it could have very easily been like April, but instead it was like the end of February. So mm-hmm. right I feel up. pretty lucky about that. Cause oh, if you're- it was later you would yeah i don't even know sort of what the what the deal would have been yeah I'm, I'm just curious what those who were in that position hopefully i assume they stayed where they were and that probably the, yeah because uh, the, the lease was definitely up on the old place yeah. in in who's gonna move April. in the same issue with like i'm actually in a similar situation only that i moved into a place here 
only intending to be here for a couple of months. And now, you know, I'm waiting till I can leave. Right, right. Uh, I'm actually in my dad's place and he passed away. Oh, wow. And so I'm going to have to clear out his place in the next couple of months. Probably by the end of June, I need to be all. Right, there. right, right. Wow. But his lease, it's not the lease or anything. It doesn't even matter. It's just the, uh, it's just the practical side of how do you deal with getting rid of right, stuff. Right, 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 right. Being out of the apartment when there's nobody. Right, there right, right. And, and also now too, we, we have all these sort of, um, you know, life things that happen like your father passing away and right. it's just sort of like this other layer. So, right. You know, processing that, and dealing and, and sort of all of that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, there's just the way I look at it, you know, there's no, there's no rush, you know, I mean, we'll, we're, we're going to celebrate his life one way right. or another. Right. right. Um, and, we're, and, and it, and to me, it's like, it's, it's okay to wait for, uh, you know, um, the summer or fall to do right, it. It's, right, right, right. Yeah. You know, uh, anyhow. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. My, my mom is, a, or I guess I should say was a, a medical assistant at a doctor's office, but she has a lung condition. Um, so oh she my God. pretty much just had to prematurely retire. I mean, she was a couple years away anyway, but just sort of yeah. the, the speed of it. And how quickly she had to make that decision, um, you know, it's just it's just something that she had to grapple with um, for sure. But you know, she has to stay healthy, and that's the priority. Yeah, oh, totally. She's definitely in a uh, in a, a, a risk group. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, a, yeah, very true. And where is she? Uh, in Youngstown, Ohio, my my hometown. Oh. Youngstown, Ohio. That's a famous town, right? Uh, in some ways, yeah, sure. It, it was big, big steel, big sort of poster child of, um, yeah. you know, sort of right. steel manufacturing. And then... Yeah, um, that's like the heart of industrial yeah, America. Come 70s, like 60s, 70s, sort of all that stuff left. And, um, you know, it's, it's just never been the same since. But, yeah, very, very sort of blue-collar Democrat, all yeah. that. I, I know you're a young man, so you're you probably grew up when most of the industry had uh, reduced uh, quite. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I'm wondering, having grown up, it's still considered an industrial town, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And now being in Bushwick, which feels like an industrial neighborhood or commercial, right, right, certainly was. Um, how that informs your aesthetic <laughs> yeah i mean i think it, it's a, it has a big factor in, in a lot of ways i remember when i first moved i would talk to friends like i can't what what is this place it's I, I can't stand the way it looks it's weird it's like it's just buildings all over the place uh you know it looks like bombed out it's like mm-hmm. uh, i don't know I, that's sort of what i saw all the time so <laughs> you know it's like a bigger yeah. place uh and more yeah. diverse place in in many ways Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just kind of like a bigger version of where I came from. Um, <laughs> it's hard to believe that a neighborhood in Brooklyn is bigger than a Youngstown, yeah, Ohio. Yeah, crazy, area. right? <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about your short, though, Neighborhood, which is, uh, as you describe it, a film about the lives of... It's, a do- it's, it's nonfiction, mm-hmm. and it's a portrait of three different people, right? You have a, 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 the, the pigeon keeper. Yep. Uh, you have a webcam model. Yep. And uh, how would you describe, I guess, your third character? Uh, Gabino is, um, you know, someone who, who, who moved into the neighborhood in the sort of the first wave of, of yeah. change uh, in the in late 60s, I believe, um, when a lot of the European immigrants were leaving uh, and mm. a lot of people from uh, Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic were, were, were coming in. So he... He's he's a guy who has seen sort of all the craziness, um, and he like he owned a bodega for a while, and you know now he just has his place. And in the film, we spend some time in his basement, where um, it just looks like he's sort of collected things from from all of his time here <laughs> from, mm-hmm. from the very beginning. Um, and there may or may not be ghosts. Uh, he's, Told a fairly vivid story about um, some 
some uh, occurrences that he that he witnessed. Uh, what, so, how did you write? Did you set out to make a sort of this story about three different indivi- local individuals, or did you um, did it happen more organically? The, the 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 characters were sort of a more organic evolution. Um, my yeah. first inclination was sort of more of a, a strictly visual uh, doc, sort of like Koyaanisqatsi style in in some ways. Um, and the second half of the film sort of takes more of that route, uh, but it became very apparent as we were making it, that we sort of, we needed um, like a trio of characters to kind of ground right. it yeah. um, and characters who, you know, are various walks of life experiences um, and who could sort of feed off each other. If, if not even in a literal way, but just uh, sort of the, the metaphor of all of it. Well, I don't know. It, it seems to maybe it's through the mirror. It's like an intuition that you had, and then you weave them together in this film, right? How, how many? It was pretty short, actually. Uh yeah, I believe the final running time is um, fourteen minutes thirty seconds, somewhere in that ballpark. Which is, you know, a decent length for a short. It is. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. I mean, you know, right? There's always that tension between what you want to make and then it's organic length exactly yeah and i i even thought that it might be longer because it seemed like there's so many things to unpack here sure Um, so i think i don't i forget exactly but my first cut was maybe 21 or 27 minutes something like that um Uh but i i honestly didn't lose anything taking all that whatever whatever else was in there it was just kind of baggage excellent well that's good right yeah. i mean that's yeah you want it you yeah. want it to be as tight as possible and how did bam cinema fest find it did you just submit it uh cold i did submit it cold um i did the previous year i had edited a, a film called feast of the epiphany that premiered at bam cinema fest um okay I don't know if that helped or, or not, um, but that was sort of my relationship with the festival um, before before my film got in. Uh, so who knows? Who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Um, but I had been going for for years, uh, like you, a, a big fan. Yeah, I had uh, Gina Duncan on my podcast. Mm, yeah, great, great, great. Uh, I try to uh, bring on, you know, at least certainly local folks like that you know to me it's, yeah it's, uh, yeah yeah and I, yeah bam is so important especially for new york and also in you know informing you know they're sort of a barometer in a lot of ways for you know other um you know local kind of museum type film uh institutes to to kind of build their their programming off of mm-hmm. yeah well I, i'm just hoping hoping that they will figure out how to get through this. And, and, and I don't think there's, there's much of a point to try to do a BAM Cinefest on a postponed right, uh, right, right, right. way, but, but, but maybe just getting back on track for next Right, summer. right, right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, because, you know, so many, I mean, they can, again, any festival can, even though they typically go out scouting, like BAM Cinefest in particular, they get the majority of the films that they program by going to other festivals. Exactly. Yeah. It's sort of a lot of New York premieres from whether it be Sundance or or South by, uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So a lot of the, uh, the, yeah, right. And, and so like the New York film festival, they, they're sort of an indie version of Mm -hmm. that where they, they're more of a showcase of the best of the last year, you know, but it doesn't have to be that way. And clearly next year, if they are, if we're back onto whatever normal looks like and they are doing their cinema fest, then, um, it'll probably, the majority of it will be, will be from submissions because. Yeah. Cause, uh, cause right. The, the sort of the, the, the pool yeah. has sort of dried up as, as you might say. Yeah. If we're at a place where there's a vaccine and testing, uh, by next winter, right. You know, by the end of the year or beginning of next year, you could have a Sundance next year. Uh, you know, but, but then again, also production has stopped, right? Exactly. So, yeah, it, it just becomes, I was just thinking, it sort of becomes yeah, this like 
you know, this snowball effect where. Uh, well, maybe it's just a much more scaled down version of, you know, in the next round of uh, festivals is a curtailed, more abbreviated. Right, 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 right. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy to think about. So even if, let's say, we're a year away from normalcy, you know, mm-hmm. that wave still sort of has to catch up, you know. It's right, getting right. to that year of normalcy. There's still a big gap in terms of you know films right. that have and, been and made. You're meaning you can actually like human human normalcy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and like in other words, meet up and actually shake hands right. with each other. Right, right. Give each other a hug. Right. So um, we talk film yeah. normalcy. Maybe that's two, three years, which is crazy. I can't even fathom. Yeah. I, I can't even right. fully wrap my head around it. One of my gigs right now is writing the uh, filmmaker magazine. Film School Edition, oh, cool. which is going to come out, yeah. come out this summer. So I'm, I'm talking to film schools, you know, and, and the faculty, and it's, you know, they're all right now in the middle of figuring out that, you know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, first is, of course, how much is remote and how much is, you know, in person, and then what does that in person look like? And because, you know, they all have to make films, you know, and then, yeah, just going into the fall semester and possibly next spring. Right. So, yeah, I guess any program where there's no physical presence required, like lecture type of mm-hmm. classes, you know, clearly that's straightforward. But like you're talking about arts programs, you know, there's almost no arts programs because they're all performing right. where you can do that. Right, right, right. So, yeah, what is, what is the practicality of, you know, we'll just take a film production class, for example, you know, going yeah. to the equipment room and getting out a camera and going out and, and making something. Um, so how do you, how do you, yeah, begin to, to try and learn that aspect of it? It's just harder and right. put on a delay, I guess is the, the, the most, you know, logical thought of, of what might happen. Have you had a chance to make a feature in the past or I'm sorry, I should have. Uh, um, no, it's sort of like, it's a, <laughs> I, I've made, I think I've made too many shorts at this point, but I am, I am trying to take some of this extra time uh, that we have um, to try and think about what that might be. Um, sure. In, in some ways I'm thinking about revisiting uh this film, yeah. Um, so if you recall, there's kind of a building that's being constructed throughout the, the film. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. And that building is now finished and there are people in it. Um, and it's a, you know, it's a fascinating building for, for a lot of ways. One, it's very visual. And two, you know, there's, there's a bunch of different kinds of people who live there. So I'm throwing around the idea now and I've reached out to some people um, and they've gotten back to me of kind of planting myself in there, that building, those people um, this time, although I don't know when I would be able to start <laughs> filming to be perfectly honest. Or just being hypothetical. Hypothetical, anyway. yeah. Um, and sort of use that building and those people as kind of a, a, a microscope of kind of larger society, larger issues. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's the first feature. I, I don't know. Um, I've made fiction stuff before too. I, I have an interest in uh, writing some things, but you know that that takes time as well. Mm-hmm. Well, how do people and how do people see uh, neighborhoods? Since that's the primary thing we've been talking about. You're short. Yeah. Uh, where, where can people see that so on your Vimeo? It is on, uh, it's on my Vimeo page right now. Uh-huh. Um, okay. So if you type Ben Garchar and Vimeo um, into Google, it's the first thing that'll come up and you can, and you can see it there. Um, also, I will say uh, that Feast of the Epiphany movie that came out uh, two BAM Cinema Fests ago is now starting a virtual theater run um, starting with Momi and then a few other places. 
And on some of the screenings, neighborhood will also be like a little bonus feature uh, in that. Peace to the epiphany. I'd like to get to see that. I, who is the filmmaker? Uh, there are three directors. <laughs> um, Naturally. Is Jeff Reichert, Fariha Zaman. Oh, uh, right. Well, you mentioned that. Yeah. Jeff, Freya, and yes. Right. Yeah, Jeff and Freya, I think, did a podcast with you. Uh, a good oh, yeah. Years more, ago. Uh, yeah, just one. Right, right, right. Yes, they, yeah. yeah. So my uh, my film professor was Julia Reichert. Um, oh, my so, God. So yeah. uh, fairly yeah, early cool. on in my New York tenure, we sort of got connected, and, and we've done a fair amount of and stuff. Everybody who's watching this, if you haven't seen American Factory – won the oscar for god's sake but go see it yeah it's um, a great 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 film i had seen i saw it at long beach island at the lighthouse film oh, festival which yeah. is the summer wonderful summer festival which is actually on lbi where julia and Jeff right 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 yeah I, I i helped them out on the um this time next year film so i got to spend a good amount of time uh Oh, that's a great one yeah. too. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. So you know them. Yeah. It, anyway, it's a great little festival. I was on the jury and um, last summer, and I got to see that there, and it was I was really enjoyed it. But, yeah, um, LBI. Yeah. LBI is a special place. It is for sure. I, I, I I'm sorry that you know I'm uh, probably they will not be having a festival. Right. Right. But, right. Uh, and talk about another uh, place that you know tourism and visitors and and all that oh right uh, you know this is sort of like another hurricane yeah. sandy type event in, in some way exactly right their their economy is as hinges on all the different you know they don't they pride themselves on all like pretty much mom and pop places yeah there. Exactly. exactly and so it's not um, yeah so it, they, they all do rely on this on the summer season probably for the 90 percent of their mm -hmm. income yeah so, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, well, I'm sure they will have some people there. Um, yes, that's very right, 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 right. It's possible they might do okay. I'm not, I'm not 100 percent sure because a lot of people might be. It, it's not a bad place to go during the summer if, if you're if there's a, a something of a uh, you know lessening of saying let's call them sanctions. Right, 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 right. Yeah, roll, you can keep roll, your distance. Roll. Yeah, it's a good place yeah, to keep exactly. distance. Yeah. Go for runs, ride a right. bike. Yeah, yeah, and there are no major size places where people are going to congregate except for the restaurants. Right, exactly. Those are the, those are the ones that are going to suffer. Right. The, rest, the bigger restaurants. Right, right, right. So go to, uh, go to Vimeo or, or search, Google search uh, Jeff Garchar uh, uh, neighborhood and check it out. And um, we will circle back, I hope, when you are, uh, when you have your next project yeah. ready. To yeah, I would, I, I would, I would love that. We won't put a date on it. Um, no, no, but we'll plan. Put for a it. on it. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, look forward to next time in person, since we're only a matter of my, a couple of miles yeah. away from you. Yeah, that'd be great. Be great. But this this worked out pretty yeah. well. Enjoyed it quite a bit. Thanks for uh, thanks for taking the time. Thank you. Thanks for keeping up with. Yeah, me. of course. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Stay tuned for more episodes coming up next week. We have coming up on the show a conversation with my old friend, Cresha Fairchild, who was in a little movie some years ago called Cresha, which if you haven't seen, do yourself a big favor and uh, rent that on, I guess, iTunes. She's back in a new movie that's going to be coming out called Freeland with a number of friends from the podcast. So we are going to be uh, plugging that film, needless to say. Also coming up, Hampton Fancher, who wrote uh, Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049. And a new friend of the podcast, Ileana Douglas, will be on the show. And also friend of the podcast, Joshua Burge, the actor, returns to the podcast. We'll have a tribute to Lynn Shelton as well. And there's so much more coming up on the show. Thank you for listening. My name is Adam Sharpup. The name of the podcast is Film Wax Radio. Take care of yourselves and the ones you love. Until next time. Broken lines, broken strings.